Hello, Albert here. Um, welcome to another episode of Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils. Uh, for this episode, we're actually going to, or at least we, I, I'm actually going to be introducing a new segment for Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils. Uh, it's probably something that I will do, I'm hoping at least like once a season. It kind of depends. I do want to call it in defense of, or should I say, quote unquote, in defense of. And for this episode, um, in defense of The Force Awakens. So recently, uh, so we, oh yeah, I should warn you, uh, there will probably be spoilers for Star Wars in general, okay? So recently over the weekend, uh, there was this video that showed up on YouTube from the YouTube, YouTube channel, Lessons from the Screenplay, Rogue One versus The Force Awakens, The Fault in Our Star Wars, <laughs> all right? So, it, so far it's, I wouldn't say it's an innocuous video. It, apparently, this video, this YouTube channel talks about like screenwriting, basically, okay, and uses movies as examples on how to properly write screenwrites, uh, screenplays. And for this episode, he tackled Rogue One and The Force Awakens. Um, to my not surprise, he actually kind of favors The Force Awakens in terms of screenwriting. There's a lot of stuff about showing and not telling, like the show don't tell. Uh, mantra in screenwriting uh, he said that the force awakens said that it be, force awakens is able to build ray as a character like they spent six minutes of the movie just you watching her live her life in jakku right while in rogue one um y- you have the tragedy that happened with with the parents and then suddenly she's in prison and it goes on from there where the the movie itself is telling you what happened to her as opposed to showing you what happened to her also, he talks about the, the active versus the non-active uh, protagonist or character. Uh, Ray is a lot more proactive. It's, it's, a lot, it's an active character that, that moves with where the, and creates the plot of where it's going. You know, she finds BB-8. She decides to take BB-8 to the rebellion and all that stuff. She's an active participant. While Jin, she finds herself in prison. She gets rescued. She gets told by the rebellion to do to go to to Saul Guerrera. Saul Guerrera t- chose the the thing for her to go here. Basically, she's just kind of like it's almost like she's a cipher for the for the audience because she's not really making decisions to where the plot's going. She the plot is telling her where to go. This is a a, and a, a problem that I've noticed a lot in the CW Warner Brothers shows, where where a lot of the storytelling is based on the plot as opposed to the character motivation. And, and Rogue One kind of fits the bill where it's really mostly about plot that it is uh, character motivation. I mean, I like the characters in Rogue One, don't get me wrong. Uh, and I like the plot of Rogue One, don't get me wrong there. And, and even the video acknowledges, like the last half of the movie, you know, the, the Battle of Scarif is the highlight of the movie. Uh, he said the Battle of Scarif, pretty much uh, Jin does um, move the plot along based on her motivations. But that only happens in the Battle of Scarif, pretty much. Right and and for but for Ray for the majority of the movie you know the the, the story follows her decisions her actions it kind of moves along the way so there is like I guess a logical or an educational uh, explanation to why the Force Awakens is done the way it is as opposed to Rogue One and it's also it also the video also kind of explains what I keep telling people whenever people ask me like what do they like better what do I like better. The Force Awakens or Rogue One. Well, at first I thought I'd tell them I love them both pretty well. And then they go, oh, you got to choose which one. I will tell them I like The Force Awakens more because of the characters. 
but but Rogue One is still pretty awesome, you know. And and this video kind of tells tells me why that is, why that's how I felt. It explains it in an educated manner, you know. Even has citations of books and whatnot, like schoolwork, right? So, anyways, so as you can imagine, when this video came out over the weekend, it caused like a huge uproar. Uh, a lot of flame wars going on in the comment section because, you know, it's like, how could you defend The Force Awakens? You know, how could you defend Rey, the Mary Sue, blah, 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 blah. There's, there's a lot of that. Force Awakens is just like a new hope. How could you give it credit? It's, it's just copying from what it came from before it. it that kind of thing. So, you're, you know, your you're typical, you're typical Star Wars stuff. So, based on this episode, in defense of, I am defending The Force Awakens here. I don't think I need to defend Rogue One because uh, Rogue One is generally pretty popular. But I do find it ironic that I have to defend Thank you for listening to this preview, taken from an episode of Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils, which is our Patreon-exclusive podcast. You can listen to the rest of the episode and more by going to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash why. Make a pledge and help defray the cost of producing all the content that is available on whowhatwearswhy.com. Your support is always appreciated.